0: Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 36 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more of your ways every time we read your word. Help us receive the message you desire us to hear today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in Mark chapter 8, we see God's heart in verses 2 and 3, which say, I have pity and sympathy for the people, and my heart goes out to them, for they have been with me now three days and have nothing left to eat. And if I send them away to their homes hungry, they will be feeble through exhaustion and faint along the road. And some of them have come a long way. Well, Jesus had pity and sympathy for these people. His heart was for them as he saw their need. He could already see that if he sent them home without feeding them, they would not do well. He saw their exhaustion before it was even manifested. He knew which ones had come a long way. His love and compassion know no boundaries. His ability to help is limitless. The people weren't begging Jesus for food. They simply wanted to be in his presence. He fed them both spiritually and physically that day. The same is true for us today. Jesus looks upon us with great compassion and sees our need before we even do. He sees our exhaustion and plans to step in and help us. He provides for every one of our needs, sometimes before they even become a need. I wonder how many times Jesus has stepped in and assisted us before we were in need, so it never became one we even knew about. We can praise him today for his help, the help we do see and the help we do not see. As we read about him feeding 4,000 people that day, we can be sure he will take care of us as well. Another thing I'd like to point out is the disciples' problem with understanding what Jesus was talking about with the leaven of the Pharisees. Remember, leaven meant sin in the Old Testament. During the Passover festival, among others, they were to remove the leaven from their homes. In verse 17, Jesus accuses his disciples of hard hearts that made them unable to understand his warning about the leaven of the Pharisees. Let us continue to pray for soft hearts to understand as we read God's word. Well, let's see what's happening in Romans chapter 8. Paul moves into a discussion about the law of sin and the law of the spirit of life in Christ. When God sent his son to offer himself as the final sacrifice, sin was overcome. However, we still have choice. We can choose to walk in sin and gratify the flesh or walk by the power of the Holy Spirit and follow Christ. He goes on to write, the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace, both now and forever. He writes that if the Holy Spirit really dwells within us, then the Holy Spirit leads and controls us. There are so many wonderful things that happen when we are led by God's Spirit. I encourage you to make a list of all the things Paul writes about when we have the Holy Spirit leading us. Then read that list daily for as long as it takes for you desire to be fully led by the Spirit instead of the flesh. Of course, there are times we fall short and miss the mark here, but if we keep our intentions solid in the Spirit, we are sure to win more times than we fail. He tells us that we are heirs with Christ, both in the inheritance we are due, but also in the sufferings we shall endure We can be encouraged by verse 26, which says, So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. And in verse 27, the Spirit interceded and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. So we have help. We have help from the very Holy Spirit who dwells within us. We are not alone. One very famous verse is found in this chapter, verse 28. We are assured and know that God, being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. Not everything seems good, and sometimes not everything is good because we live in a fallen world, but God is a big God, and he can make all things turn out for good because he can, and we have his promise here that he will. Lastly, verses 38 and 39 are literally priceless in my estimation. We are assured there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Well, let's check out what's happening in the Old Testament reading for today, Exodus chapters 21 and 22. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments in our previous chapter. The next three chapters, God tells Moses how they were applicable in specific instances He gives Moses specific instructions about how to deal with many different situations. We can see here that God is concerned with details, details which concern each person. I find it particularly interesting and heartwarming that his first instruction was about those who were enslaved. He provided for their freedom in the seventh year. We serve a God who cares about the freedom of his people. There were many indentured servants in those days, people who gave themselves to others more often Due to income issues, than anything else. And God provided a way out for them. Just as He sent His Son to make us free, He told Abraham how these people would go free as well. God also tells Moses now about how to deal with the killing and the kidnapping. In chapter 22, God deals with theft and how to recompense one another should theft occur. He addresses sexual practices, sorcery, and sacrifice to any other gods. He tells of his wrath against anyone who inflicts pain against a widow or an orphan. And he advises Moses about the practices of borrowing and lending. He talks about tithing, saving their firstborn for him and sacrificing their oxen and sheep firstborn for the Lord. Lastly, God tells Moses they shall be holy men saved for God and God alone. We never have to question that God is working in the details of our lives, for he is a God of details and is constantly working in every detail of our lives. He is working to draw us closer to him, to worship him. His desire for our worship and our hearts praising him has never changed. Just as he told Moses all he wanted from these people, and he wanted them set apart and sanctified for himself, he wants that for us as well. Well, let's see what's happening in Psalm chapter 36. First, let's determine why David is writing this Psalm. He and his warriors had just defeated the Philistines who wanted war with Israel. The Philistines were giants, like the giant Goliath, whom David killed with a slingshot and three stones. His sons were now fighting against David, but were killed by David's men. David had become faint and his men told him he should not go out into battle with them at the time. His men won the battle to include a very large man, a giant who had six fingers on each hand, six toes on each foot. You can read more about that story in 2 Samuel chapter 21 verses 15 through 22. So this sets the stage for the 36th Psalm. In the first four verses, King David writes about transgression. The next six verses are all about God's mercy loving kindness, righteousness, and steadfast love. How God is the fountain of life. These are lovely verses we can meditate on today. Verse 11 and 12 are a warning and a prayer against pride. If we think about David and his men winning the battle against these giants, I imagine it would have been easy to become puffed up with pride. But he writes against it. Let not the foot of pride overtake me and let not the hand of the wicked drive me away. There, the workers of iniquity fall and lie prostrate. They are thrust down and shall not be able to rise. We can take his warning and prayer and pray the same. Let us not be overcome with pride, for it only leads to wickedness and sin. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for your word that shows us you are working in every detail of our lives. Thank you for showing us you care deeply for us and desire relationship with us. May we receive your love right now, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.